Hello, and welcome to Poetry Right Off The Shelf, where we dive deep into poems across the world. Today, we have a very special guest, Lily Jordanar. Hey guys! So today, Lily and I are going to be talking about The Deathbed by Siegfried Sassoon. Lily, do you want to read it for us? Yeah, totally. So, Deathbed by Siegfried Sassoon. He drowsed and was aware of the silence heat round him, unshaken as the steadfast walls, aqueous-like floating rays of amber light, soaring and quivering in the wings of sleep, silence and safety in his mortal shore, whipped by the inward, moonless waves of death. Someone was holding water to his mouth. He swallowed, unresisting, moaned and dropped through the crimson gloom to darkness, and forgot the opiate throb and ache that was his wound. Water. Calm. Sliding green above the wear. Water. A skylit alley for his boat. Bird-voiced and bordered with reflected flowers and shaken hues of summer drifting down. He dipped contented oars inside and slept. Night, with a gust of wind, was in the ward, blowing the curtain to a goomering curve. Night. He was blind. He could not see the stars. Glinting among the wraiths of the wandering cloud, queer blots of color, purple, scarlet, green, flickered and faded in his drowning eyes. Rain. He could hear it rustling through the dark. Fragrance and passionless music woven as one. Warm rain, drooping roses, pattering showers. The soak the woods, not the harsh rain that sweeps behind the thunder. But a trickling peace, gently and slowly washing life away. He stirred, shifting his body. Then the pain leaped like a prowling beast and gripped and tore his groping dreams with grinding claws and fangs. But someone was beside him. Soon he lay, shuddering because that evil thing had passed. And death, who'd stepped toward him, paused and stared. Light many lamps and gather round his bed. Lend him your eyes, warm blood, and will to live. Speak to him. Rouse him. You may save him yet. He's young. He hated war. How should he die when cruel old campaigners win safe through? But death replied, I choose him. So he went. And then there was a silence in the summer night. Silence and safety in the veils of sleep. Then, far away, the thudding of guns. Such a lovely poem. So, Lily, why do you think Siegfried wanted to write this? I think he wrote this to show how miserable life was for a soldier in World War I, and also to give perspective to people on how it felt to be right on death's door, as they say. I totally agree with that. I also think that he possibly was talking about a fellow soldier who died in their death story. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is that he did not die in the war. He actually died 49 years after the war ended due to stomach cancer. He was 81. However, this poem is about a retired soldier in the hospital who was having flashbacks to the war. So, this actually could quite possibly be him. Wow! Now, Lily, I'm glad to know he didn't die in the war. But, that's a pretty amazing concept. When was this poem written? Yeah, so... This poem was written in 1917, which was during the war. So, huh, I guess that maybe he is referring to a fellow soldier. What a crazy concept. 
especially because he ended up dying just like his poem, which is kind of weird. Maybe not with the flashbacks, but, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you said he was having flashbacks to the war? What makes you think that? Well, just in the second stanza, he talks about water and its importance. He says, He swallowed, unresisting, moaned, and dropped through the crimson gloom to darkness and forgot the opiate throb and ache that was his wound. This shows how much water was a privilege, and there was not much of it. He continues to remember exactly how it felt. He talks about how he was so dehydrated he couldn't see, and the only thing that calmed him was the rain, yet another source of water. Wow, that's just touching. It also talks about a wound. What does that mean? Well, I'm pretty sure the soldier is quite literally injured in his flash in his flashback, sorry. So he's losing blood and he's super dehydrated. So not exactly the best place you want to be in, especially during World War One. I. I think we can all agree with that. Now, Lele. He also says then the pain leaped like a prowling beast and gripped and tore his, dr- his groping dreams with grinding claws and fangs. But beside him, soon he lay, shuddering, because that evil thing had passed, and death, who'd stepped toward him, paused instead. This stanza really confused me. How do you interpret it? <laughs> I also was super confused with that stanza. However, after some analyzing, I'm pretty sure he was talking about how much pain the soldier was in during the war, and the pain felt like he was going to die because he is going to die. That's what the poem's about. This concept of death is quite literally taking any hope and dreams of what this soldier wanted to do with their life. Then he's bleeding out and so dehydrated that he's literally in his last breath. That's why he's starting to... Sorry. That is why... He's starting to relax a little because the shock and adrenaline are wearing off and he's lost too much blood, which is when death, who is personified in this poem, quote unquote, walks into the room. And <laughs> that's when you know something's about to go down. Man, that's pretty gruesome, but so interesting. Why do you think death is personified? Well, I believe that it's because when you are picturing something in your mind, like when you're analyzing a poem or any piece of literature, you can't, especially when they're talking about death, you can't see death, you know? Or just when you're, like, doing anything. You can't see death. You can see a dead person in your mind, or literally, or a person who's dying, but you never see death. So, when you're writing a piece of literature, your main goal is normally... To paint a picture. When you hear the phrase, death walked in the room, you quickly get the gut-wrenching feeling and someone's about to die. As opposed to if you just said, blah, 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 died. It paints a picture, keeps you on your seat, and is a creative outlook on the inevitable death. Genius! Now, in the penultimate stanza, I believe he's back into the hospital room. Would you agree? I would. Because it appears that in the last stanza we just talked about, death just stared at him and moved on for another person. Yet, this soldier is about to meet him face to face again in his hospital, and he won't be as kind. 
this stanza pretty much describes how people do make the difference when you're about to die. Obviously, the people who are trying to keep you alive, but also the friends and family also play a part in the whole thing. So interesting. So let's bring it home with the last stanza. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, this is basically when death decides to te- take the soldier, which basically means he died. It talks about how there was a silence and safety, which makes it seem like maybe he was in major pain and it was just better for him to die. Now, the last line, I believe, is very important. Then, he goes, sorry, he goes to say, Then, far away, the thudding of guns. This is basically saying that the world goes on and everyone keeps going. Basically, just because one person dies, no one cares. I mean, you know, there's a world war. It's not going to stop because some soldier died. Wow, Lily. It was so lovely to have you on Poetry on the Shelf. You are so, you are so smart and amazing. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. I lost my accent. That was kind of awkward. You are so smart and an amazing person. We would love to have you back on with a new poem, if you want. I'm like kind of sick. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, Bertha. I truly do love this poem, though. It's one of my favorites. I wanted to thank you for your hospitality, and I would love to come back on this podcast. Well, that's it, folks. See you next week on Poetry Right Off the Shelf.